Welcome, welcome, welcome again. It's homebizstartup.tv. And go over and subscribe at homebizstartup.tv. And you can also get information on each of our shows, our video casts, as well as you can uh, participate in our Build Your Business in 52 Weeks um, trainings. So you'll be able to do that by listening to what's coming up now. Welcome, 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 and welcome to Implement Cub. This is Jane Gardner, and welcome to Build Your Business in 52 Weeks. Uh, this is week 30, and we're going to be talking about community. Yay, community. Yes, we're talking about community today on Build Your Business. Uh, we have 15 principles that we're working on in building your business and implementing them and getting them into action and grow. So let's get started about talking about community. So yeah, this is Build Your Business and we're going to look at the 15 principles. Um, we have been developing your core values, your mindset, your brand. Uh, positioning yourself as an educator, doing a weekly workshop, building a product snowball, developing a strategic marketing framework, creating a content factory, building a massive network, becoming a media mogul, getting into production mode, building a learning center, creating an online community, raising and building uh, affiliate fans, and putting systems in place. And today, this is the second time around, so it's week 30, and we're at uh, creating an online community. So just so you know, what are your goals for your community, your online community? So we'll be doing a deep dive into your online community and to why you want to have an online community, as well as what the goals are going to be for your online community. So we're going to have entry points for starting a community. So this is one of the things you have to look at for your goal for your community. Um, so we're looking at what is an online community for your brand. Your brand will be different from my brand. So your community will be different from my community. So we have to look at a structure online for people to interact with you and possibly e each other around principles that you're teaching in your workshops and your products. It is a place for people to make sense of what it is that your philosophy is and what is it is. And you can have one or several layers to your community based on how someone becomes part of it. So last time when we were talking about community, we looked at some of the online platforms. But today we're going to be looking at different entry points for you to build a community for your customers, your prospects, and your fans. So before we decide on where or who or what platform to use, we have to decide on what the community will be about. And that depends on the entry point into your community. Will you have the entry point around a single product? For example, I am in a community about um, Facebook ads and I entered that community by taking a course by that person on Facebook ads. 
Uh, will you have the entry point to be around a set of products? So are you going to have, as we mentioned before, a learning center that um, is uh, going to be a monthly recurring um, learning center? And will that be the entry point for anyone, whether it's a prospect, a client, or a um, fan coming in and into your community with your learning center? Well, you have the entry form, the entry point to be around a practice. So as I mentioned before, Facebook ads, I, I'm in a platform for Facebook ads. And that was my entry point by joining, going through a course on Facebook ads. At the same time, I'm in another community, which is all about a certain software and learning about that software, getting questions answered about that software, etc. What kind of community are you going to have? Will you have the entry point to be around a continuity product? So, for example, as I mentioned, the software. If you have a software platform that you're paying monthly for, you will have questions about it. So you're going to have be in a community about that software product. Well, of course, in this um, business model, you're going to be having weekly workshops. You're going to be having products that you offer weekly or monthly. These can all be entry points into your community. You just have to decide which one is going to be the entry point into your community. And as well, there's the learning center. Will that be the reason you will give a person access to a community that is private, that is available for them to ask questions and answer other people's questions, etc.? Will you have one community with several layers? So if you're going to be having uh, prospects, uh, clients, if you're going to have people who buy one product who need a uh, questions answered, or you want it, or they're in the learning center, there's another level for you, or if they're in your coaching, there's another level. Are you going to have several levels in your community? So these are all questions you need to answer about your community. And then we're going to have to ask how you're going to balance the monetization of the community. So you have to be mindful around whether or community will be worth your time to maintain. As an information marketer, you will need to make sure that your activity is at some level to support sales, so the community would be a good place for answering support questions. If not, you can easily have an active community that takes time away from your monetizable activities like making products or doing the weekly workshop or building the learning center. So you have to ask about the balance between the value of the community versus the um, activities inside. It is more difficult to retract activity based on free access than it is to retract it based on paid access. With paid access you have a certain responsibility to provide value. This should dictate how you create your entry point into your community platform. If you make your community a selling feature, how will it lead to future monetization? Well, that's a simple question. If you have a community that is something that you sell as access, when you buy a certain learning center on a monthly basis, then you will 
always be able to sell to those people in the community because they will be on your email list. So these are all questions you need to ask about your entry into your community and whether or not you need to define it. Well, you do need to define it before you start because you can't change your mind halfway through. So adding people to the community. If possible, you want to auto-add people to your community if you're providing paid access. So if a person buys uh, the Learning Center, then they also get access to the community at the same time, for example. This would mean that if you're providing continuity-based access, you will need to set it up to automatically remove people that are not no longer part of your community. So if you are if you have a learning center that is monthly payment and as part of the bonus for being in the learning center is they can be in the community well if they stop paying for their uh, learning center then you have to have a, some way to also remove them from your community if that's a requirement for being in the community uh, for example. So you have to consider all these things before you set up the community or the learning center. You can do this through applications such as Zapier and Integratily in terms of removing or adding people to your community when they buy a certain entry level product or entry level uh, platform like your learning center. This will impact where you choose to build your community. But if you choose to use a social media platform, make sure to remove individuals when they no longer have paid access. Because these will be people that you have to uh, maintain and uh, answer their questions when they are not really part of the community. You want to have a paid community, then you have to be able to remove people who do not pay. Start auto-adding at the very beginning of building your community. Um, one of the ways that you can um, sell it from the start would be to have it as a bonus, of course, for a learning center or for the founders of the community. You could have a distinct um, coupon or a lower rate for those who are founders to start off and then you increase the price as you go. Regardless of whether you allow others to do so in your community, set up your sales messaging from the start for your community. It is easier to start with this than it is to start doing it when you haven't been doing it. So remember you have to think about your community and its goals, its entry points, uh, whether or not you auto-add or auto-delete, whether what kind of pricing you have, etc. You need it even before you start um, making the community available to others to join. You can set up specific sales posts that are available or sales pages for the community that include, for example, one for the Learning Center, a sales page for the Learning Center could have the community as a bonus on the sales page, or you could have a separate uh, sales page just for the community so that people could join even if they aren't in the learning center so they could be physically you know they could be added manually or well not phys auto added to, obviously to the community 
um, even though they aren't in the learning center. It depends on what your priorities are and your goals are for your community. You can set up specific sales posts, which, which have discount posts for getting into the community. You can have sidebar links on your website um, showing um, the availability of the community and why people should join. Uh, you can have demonstrations of your community so that people are attracted to joining the community. And of course, you can have how to use posts and how to use videos and how to use webinars on how to use your your community platform and how to um, interact with others and and the benefits of being in the community. So you got to make sure to set up your for discussion afterwards. So you have to set up everything even before anybody comes in because it's easier to turn something on on a platform than it is to um, set something up when there's already people in the community. So then we have to look at the online community platforms. We had a few choices last time. You can have a look at that video, but there are several free and paid alternatives to building a community. You can use form-based software in your website control panel. Um, you can use free tools in WordPress, such as BuddyPress, to make a form-based um, community. Um, you can use social media group sites in Facebook and LinkedIn uh, for free. But of course, remember they're on someone else's platform that you're not paying for. And you can build informal community around your content on your blog and podcast. You can also use paid community platforms. And for something like this, where we're trying to grow your community, uh, grow your fan base, grow your affiliates, a good reason to have a community, then you need to consider some of these platforms like Mighty Networks, Circle, or School, or I also have Heartbeat, no, Heart, yeah, it's Heartbeat, I think. So, oh, and I also have UpCoach, which is a coaching platform. You can use a variety, uh, there's a variety of choices for paid community platforms. So you need to know your goals um, and what you want to do for entry points, how you want people to act, interact in your communities, etc., um, in order to um, decide on which platform to use. Because sometimes there are differences between the various community platforms. And you can use website comments around your products as well to get to interact with others. But of course, the, this can be um, very difficult to get people these days to make comments um, in, unless they're in a group. And um, it's a benefit to them to be there. The key is notification and participation. So the key for any community is to make sure that you're always notifying uh, who's the people in your community about what's going on, what's coming up, what webinars are coming up, what products are there available for them to buy, what's newest in the learning center. All of this can be used and, and through the community platforms that are paid. Otherwise, you'll have to use your email list to um, get people to participate and comment. 
So the key is notification and participation. And of course, participation means people come back, people read, people answer questions, people ask questions, they become part of a community, they get more involved. If you can get some kind of quiz or point system in your community, then people can get points and then if they get a certain number of points they can get into a new course that might be available in your learning center etc. So you have to really consider all these uh, questions when you're building a community and wanting to have a community platform. So then you have to consider about creating a content schedule just for your community you'll need a content engagement schedule for your community. You should post on a regular basis regardless of what regular is to you and you engagement schedules should be no less than once a day because you want to keep people engaged and remembering who you are and what you're doing and what value you have. You should try to respond to all new posts on a regular schedule so you should get all the notifications when someone posts in your community and try not to respond outside of your normal schedule or also be getting uh, posts in the middle of the night uh, when you're sleeping uh, from across the world and they won't you won't answer and they will not they will be consider um, an, this an inter uh, unengaging um, platform. Um, if there's a support request, encourage your participants to contact you with those questions on your support desk rather than asking those questions in the community because, of course, all those answers are probably in your support desk uh, software anyway. Um, so how do you create meaningful interactions? Well, the goal for your community is for people to interact with each other around your ideas without the input being all of yours. So when you engage your participants, you want them to talk about their experience with what you are doing. Um, you want as much as possible for that experience to be around your principles. So you want them to be talking about the weekly workshop or with questions or answers or ideas, as well as the products that you're selling, the offers that you have, and also, of course, their, your brand and having them to be interacting and um, participating on those principles rather than asking how they, you're doing with your football team. When you provide input, make sure to point people to your principles. So always remember to talk about your principles when you're um, talking about your brand, about your products, about your weekly workshop, about your learning center. And when you talk about tactics, make sure they are also based on your principles. So whether you're going to be talking about affiliate marketing, you're going to be talking about some of the th principles that you believe in when it comes to affiliate marketing. Besides the how-to, you want to talk about your experience, your responsibility, your authentic ideas on affiliate marketing. Find a way for you to share what you have learned based on your principles. So always have your principles available when you're talking about, um, say, affiliate marketing. Then you want to talk to them about them also developing their own affiliates and how to do that. 
for example. Link to your content when it's published or auto-publish it uh, within the platform. You can um, link to your content in your blog, in your podcast, in your weekly workshop. You can, you know, obviously you'll be uh, communicating with them also on your in your email, uh, whether or not you have a separate email list for your uh, community versus your paid products, that's up to you. Or you could have a communal um, um, overall email list where you talk about everything, which is probably a good idea. And that talks about your weekly workshop, what's coming up, what's your coming up for your products, what's what questions there are in the community, um, and what are some of the principles, and whether or not you're having anything, uh, discussions about affiliate marketing, etc., in one communal email subscription list. So then, of course, it's always good to add in surprises and special uh, guests uh, planned um, in your community platform. <clears throat> your reason for your community is for it to be a gathering place for your clients, your customers, your prospects, maybe, who to talk about uh, what's coming up and having a reason to come back and you can do say webinars in there with free trainings on this or that as well as special guests who are more experienced in a topic coming at a certain day certain time so that your members of your community come back and are willing to either uh, be live uh, asking questions of your special guests or looking at the replay when possible, make your community special by having guests appear exclusively on your platform. And of course, you want to make um, exclusive discounts and exclusive premiums from your guest available to your uh, community so that uh, people are interested to learn and what value there is from having your guest. And you want to offer referral-based discounts and premiums. So you want to also discuss with your special guests um, whether they'd be willing to uh, give a referral uh, discount uh, to someone who sends other people to that person's uh, platform and premiums as well. You can give... Uh, obviously, exclusive discounts and premiums and referral based discounts and premiums um, to your members when they send other people to your community. So you, of course, have to set that all up in your platform beforehand uh, because it's all about growing your community. So you look for ways also, as I mentioned, to gamify your interactions in your community. There are the page, certainly the paid community platforms will have ways for you to give people points to when they um, either ask a question or when they um, interact or they bring someone in new to the members, you know, the community, uh, you give them uh, points and they get uh, surprises or they get discounts or they get new courses um, given to them free, that kind of thing. It depends on you. 
So you can also have uh, badges in some software. You can have participation um, interaction points. You can have contests in your community on a regular basis um, to find, you know, people who refer the most, most people into the community can get win or you have a leaderboard, that kind of thing. So you could incorporate viral um, contests and software with your community to get more member involvement. So as I mentioned, you can get use UpViral or other uh, referral um, uh, software. Uh, some of the platforms already have uh, something similar that will give these your members uh, points depending on how many people um, join f that they refer your platform to. So the goal is for your community is to be a structure online for people to interact with you and possibly each other around principles that you're teaching in your workshop and your products. Before we decide on where and who, we need to decide on what the community will be all about. So we need to make our goals and our ideas about our community um, available before we even start um, building together the community platform uh, in order to be able to choose which platform you want to use. So you have to be mindful around whether a community will be worth your time to maintain. And as an information marketer, you'll need to make sure that your activity at some level supports sales. And if you make your community a selling feature, how will it lead to future monetization is a question you have to consider. So the goal for your community is for people to interact with each other around your ideas without the input being all of yours. And the goal also for your community is, of course, for it to be a place to people know what's happening, what's coming up, what weekly workshops are coming up, what products are coming up, what are you adding to your learning center. This community should be separate from your learning center, but it could be a bonus for your that you get when you ha uh, join the learning center. You have to make all of these goals, uh, decisions about your community and how you're going to set it up and, and before you actually even open a community. Because the whole purpose, of course, is for the community to help to grow your um, community to grow your audience, to grow your clients, to grow your prospects by being a place for people to gather and to people to refer others to come into the community as well as to come to the weekly workshops, etc. You're always growing your business. And so it is part of the 15 principles because it is an important part because your online community will be the place where people can interact, where you can be um, get your relationships together with others in your community, and you can build your affiliates in your community, as well as you can get your affiliate fans from your community, and of course, um, change a, a visitor to a prospect and then a client and then possibly a coaching client in the future. So it is an important part of the business to build it and next time we're going to be talking about building your affiliate fans. These are going to be people 
who are willing to share what you do outside of the community and also of course at the same time they can get a, a percentage of any sales that they make of any um, referrals that they make etc so next next week will be sort of the goal for this which is building your business so today we looked at your um, online community and next time we're going to raise and build affiliate fans and so we'll see you next time this is Jane Gardner and I hope that was useful for you to consider the goals for building your online community